Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey, this is Amy. And Megan. And we had this wild idea that's now becoming a reality. We've created the Nourish Your Soul Retreat. If you're ready to give yourself the gift of turning inward in order to awaken all parts of you, to spend a day tapping into your creative feminine power, intuition, and nature, and learn how to fully embody your knowing and capacity for healing. This retreat is for you if you crave real connection with nature and other soulful women who are on a similar path to nourishing their mind, body, and soul. Join us for the Nourish Your Soul Retreat at the beautiful Twin Bluffs Farm in Stockholm, Wisconsin on September 7th, 2019 from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Check out the show notes for the link to our website and the full details. We hope to see you there. All right, you guys, hold on to your hats because I'm pretty sure that I just recorded my favorite episode to date of the Fit and Fierce podcast. I've talked to some amazing souls. I have tackled topics that are very near and dear to my heart, but today's episode was something that I had never done before. In today's episode, I'm chatting with Rosie Mack. Rosie is a native of Phoenix, Arizona. She lives there with her musician husband, Alex, runs a nonprofit performing arts company, Ignite Collaborative, and connects people to their greatest potential through astrological profiles and spiritual guidance. Rosie read my birth chart. And if you guys aren't familiar with birth charts, don't worry. She explains it all. But on a very small idea of that is it's looking at the alignment of the planets when your energy was brought into this world at the time of your birth. And it really helps to describe who you are innately, how you respond, where you have blockages, and helps you to, exactly like Rosie says, move into your highest potential utilizing these skills. It was electrifying. Rosie is truly, truly talented at this craft. You will sense it from the moment she starts speaking. She is just put here on this earth to do this. So you guys sit back, enjoy. You'll hear all the inner workings on what and who Megan is and why my crazy quirks are the way that they are and enjoy. Welcome back everybody to the Fit and Fierce podcast. I'm so excited for you guys to get a little listen into my guest today, Rosie. We are going to do something that has not yet been done on an episode, which is going to be really fun, I think, for everybody to be a part of. And I'm not even going to go into the amazing things that Rosie does and who she is. I'm going to let her take that platform and tell us a little bit about herself. So first of all, thank you, Rosie. Welcome. And I can't wait to get to know you more. Yeah, I'm super excited to talk to you today. Um, You know, I'm... I kind of like to say that I wear a lot of hats. I do a lot of different things and I like it that way. Um, So most of my time, I'm a professional dancer in Phoenix. 
Um, I'm a modern dancer and I run my own company. Um, and then kind of on the side of that, I do astrology stuff. Um, so I do like astrology profiles focused on exploring your life path. So like what your unique strengths are, where you're headed in life, kind of where like there's energy blockages that could be holding you back. All that kind of stuff is what I look at. How did those two worlds begin to meld together? Where did you say, I'm a professional dancer, but I'm also really interested in astrology? Yeah, good question. Um, So I actually, I've always been really interested in like psychology and understanding myself. Um, I actually have my degree in psychology, not in dance. You do wear a lot of hats. Um, yeah, yeah, I told you. <laughs> um, with mindfulness and movement, and I started working on that, like, I don't know, maybe five or six years ago. And so that's something that I, I do. I work with, um, like, teenagers in schools, usually the kids that are in detention, and using movement to understand um, the way that our minds work and the way that we like literally move forward in life. Um, everything is really connected. And so that's kind of where it started for me. Um, astrology is interesting because it's something I've always been like drawn to. It's something that was always just kind of cool to me, you know, like reading a horoscope is always fun. And, um, I maybe like five years ago, just started to read more about it and started reading more books and was talking to my friends about it. And, kind of realized that I think I I have a a gift for being able to read this astrology chart stuff. Um, And so I kind of combine my psychology knowledge and my mindfulness work and the astrology work. And I feel like they all match really well because it's all connected um, in the way that it just, it helps you learn more about yourself. And I think that the more that we learn about ourselves, the happier and like the more, um, I guess just like the more like, productive in life we're going to be you know you're going to be able to grow more and just become like the best version of yourself such an interesting insight because it's so true I think we spend so much time trying to figure out other people and work on relationships with everybody else and for whatever reason the relationship with ourselves and just really tuning into innately who we are is something that we're not really taught to do or not it's not really talked about to learn who who are you what are you about and why do you do the things that you do oh my gosh yeah I'm over here nodding for sure (laughs) um yeah it's like the cool thing to me about astrology and about you know doing this work is that it's like every time I do a chart for somebody else it teaches me something about myself too Mm -hmm. you know like I, I can look at somebody else and by seeing what their placements are and what the planets look like for them it kind of helps me understand how we're similar and how we're different. And, you know, like looking at like my friends charts, people that I'm around all the time. um, Sometimes it gives you like some insight into like how to like talk to them about certain things. You know, if they come to you with a problem, it's like, Oh, okay. I know that, you know, Oh, her Mars is in cancer. So I have to, I have to be careful here. You know, she might be more emotional And, and then other people are more, they want things to be more direct and they don't, you know, it's very logical the way you communicate. And so having that knowledge, I feel like it makes me a better communicator and it makes me just more empathetic, more in tune with people. I was going to say it has to really strengthen your relationships with everybody else around you when you can say, oh, this person's really aggravating me or why are they responding that way? But it's like, that's, 
because of part of them or that's, you know, that's innately who they are. So yeah, that compassion and that empathy for somebody has to be, it has to take a lot of pressure off a relationship. Totally. Well, and it kind of like, it's kind of finding that perfect balance between like knowing that everyone's unique, but at the same time, everyone's the same, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like we all have these things that are like underlying and, and we can follow and track, um, and just understanding like humans in general, but then also looking at these specific placements in a chart, it really shows you what makes someone like truly unique and what makes them stand out. And then that's such a cool thing to know about the people that are around you. Sometimes I feel like there's so much kickback or pushback against something like astrology where people say like, oh, you know, you just read this horoscope and that's a bunch of bunk. And how do you respond to that? And how do you, where do you stand on that? Obviously you support it, but where do you come from in that line? Yeah. I mean, that's a really good question. And honestly, that's something that I kind of struggle with too. Um, I am a total skeptic. So, (laughs) which is a funny place to be when you're kind of like focused on something that doesn't have a ton of like, quote unquote, proof. Mm -hmm. Um, However, it, it is interesting. I feel like because astrology is becoming more like mainstream right now, um, there's so much more like scientific evidence coming out around it. Um, and the thing is, I don't know, th- I don't think anyone really knows why it works and why it's, you know, connected, but time and time again, you see that it is. And so it's like those, you know, anecdotal kind of things, anecdotal evidence that, that shows that there is a connection here, but because of that, you know, it is a little bit faith-based. You have to still just be able to look at it and go, yes, this resonates for me or no, this doesn't. And to be honest too, I've talked to a lot of other astrologers out there and I think that a lot of them are crazy. That's that's an (laughs) awful thing to say, but like, you know, anyone that tells you that they can tell the future from astrology is nuts because you just can't like you just, it does not tell you the future because we have free will, right? Like we have the ability to learn and grow. And so, you know, I've, I've had people look at charts and say things like, mm, yeah, your planets, you have a lot in the sixth house that leads to cancer. I'm like, why would you tell someone that they're going to get cancer? I love your approach right now. Like I'm, this is why I'm totally <laughs> digging you because in whatever people are very involved with or passionate about, I, there's always an extreme. And whether that's astrology or politics or health or what, whatever that is, people live so much on that polar end. And Mm -hmm. that's where I feel people get such the, the negative connotations or the bad information because the people that are on the extremes tend to be the loudest. Yes. And so finding that middle ground of you saying like, I am skeptical of this, but you know what, whether it's real or not, it helps me grow as a person it makes me better. It helps my relationships. So Mm -hmm. why not have faith in that? Totally. And you know, it's like the way I see it is astrology is just patterns. Patterns is just, that's just math. That's just science. You know, it's, it's tracking those correlations in life that happen and it's just patterns. So what I look at is I look at, you know, like you can see kind of like patterns that are common for certain placements. That doesn't mean that that's going to 100% lead to a specific outcome. It means that if you are not careful, it could. 
but it also means that other things could happen and lead you a different path. It kind of shows you like, I guess, like innately who you are. And when, you know, when you're under stress, when you're like kind of connected into that, like really deep processing level where you are kind of outside of yourself, it's like, how, how do you work? It's just understanding how you work. Well, and like you said, there's always that free will too. So it's not finite in anything. Totally. And so, you know, even though I do give people things, like I'll tell people, you know, here's somewhere where you could work on, you know, like, like, for example, you know, in your chart, you have your, the Chiron, the Chiron is really like, that's where we all have like our biggest lessons. That's like the thing that's going to hold you back until you figure it out. (laughs) And that can be scary for some people, or it can be really empowering because to be able to look at that and go, okay, I have this pattern and it just keeps repeating my whole life. And it's something that I can recognize. And so how do I heal that pattern so that I can move forward? You know, it doesn't have to be something that holds you back. You can look at it and go, this is my pattern. How do I heal from that pattern? Rather than going, this is my pattern and I'm stuck. I like that idea too of not always, it's not, it has to be doom and gloom. It doesn't be the negative. Like we can take something that isn't maybe serving us, but where can we evolve in that and grow in that and take that to a positive place that we can use it to serve us? Totally. So you had mentioned birth charts just a little bit. Do you want to dive into what is a birth chart and what and how you use them? Yeah, totally. Okay, so a birth chart, um, it's basically, it tells you the location of like the big planets and asteroids and kind of where the energy in the universe was at the moment that your energy entered into the universe. So at the moment that you were born. Um, I like to think of it all as kind of like energy and patterns and like potential for things Um, because it's kind of, I'm a science nerd. I keep, I feel like I keep saying math, science. Wow. Um, But uh, you know, energy cannot be created or replaced or disappear. You know, it's always just, just transferring. So if you think about that, we have this energy in the world and all of the planets have their own energetic pull. And when we're born, our energy is being, you know, kind of pushed back into this universe from other sources. And that energy affects the energy of everything else. And everything else affects the energy of us. Um, And so a birth chart looks at all the different planets, the sun, the moon, Mars, Venus, Jupiter, um, certain asteroids, um, different pathways of things moving in the universe. And it says, okay, here are the patterns connected to that. And here's how that affects your life and how it's going to affect your life as you grow and as you move forward. Um, so each planet, um, it kind of tells which part of your personality is affected. Um, when someone asks you, like, what's your sign? What they're really asking is what's your sun sign and what your sun sign is, is that's like your biggest external representation of yourself. So usually your friends, your family, they see you as your sun sign. They go, oh yeah, that's, she's, you know, she's such an Aquarius, right? But then your moon sign is how you feel, how you process emotions. That's something that maybe is only shown in close relationships and your mercury is how you communicate with people and you have, you know, we have these different aspects of our personality and that's, what's connected to the planets. And so that, 
Because oh, all I've ever heard about is, you know, your sign. Like, what is your sign? Not the moon, the sun, all of the other pieces. You know, how do they interplay with one another? Right. So, you know, it's it's interesting because, I mean, now that you've seen your chart, you see, like, there's so much that goes into it. And so, yes, our sun sign is important, but it's kind of just like the external side of yourself. It's kind of that mask that you have. And as far as like how you really live your life, I feel like your sun sign is probably the least important. The one that we hear most about and are kind of drawn to. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's sad too, because, you know, people will look up like compatibility charts, you know, they'll be like, oh, you know, for example, like I'm a Sagittarius. My sun sign is Sagittarius. My husband is a Virgo. If you look us up, everything says it'll never work. There's no way. <laughs> We're total opposites. It's You're doomed, right? But we work incredibly well because we're so compatible with a bunch of our other signs. You know, so there's so much that goes on, like, on these deeper levels that people don't really know about, that if they could learn about it, it could really help them in career or relationships or friendships or even just, like, their personal growth. Just taking again those little pieces that we can start to add on and expand on that to become a better version of ourselves. Totally. Yeah. So, you, I thankfully had the wonderful opportunity of Rosie reading my birth chart, and she thought it would be really cool to review it here. And I was, of course, totally on board with that. <laughs> so, why don't you just kind of walk through, Rosie, what you do for typical if you get a birth chart and you're reading it to somebody? How do you do the process? We'll just kind of roll with it as you, as you always do. Cool. Yeah. So, so when you do a birth chart with me, um, I, I usually like to do it through email because, well, the way that I work is I write, um, I feel like kind of doing astrology stuff, at least the way that I do it, I need to be able to like tap into kind of like an inner knowing and like really trust my intuition with things. So You start and you give me your birth date, your birth time, and the location of your birth. I don't even need your name or anything like that. Like I just, all I need is the birth information and then I plug it in. I usually use astro.com and literally anyone can use that. So if you're like interested in getting into astrology, that's a really great resource because it's just super accurate. You type it into there and it'll give you a chart. And then they have some some different resources on there that can help you learn to read that chart if anyone's interested in that too. I'm like all about people learning how to do this stuff because it's just been so interesting and helpful for me. So um, I want to make sure like those resources are out there, you know, and you know where to go to like dive into a little uh, words. <laughs> so you know how to dive into it a little bit more. Yeah, I've done, you know, I've gone online a couple times and tried to do my birth chart and one, I first didn't know if it was a reliable place. I just kind of mm-hmm. Googled, like, doing your birth chart. And two, um, even though you love that, you know, you want people to do that, be able to do that on their own, it was a lot of information that I didn't understand by taking a glance at it. Totally. So I learned so much by just the information that you sent me and how you broke it down. It was like, oh, like, now this makes sense. I'm kind of starting to see why things are the way they are. Right. And I think that that's something that, you know, it is really beneficial to talk to an actual astrologer about this stuff. You know, right now there's so many apps out, you know, which is great. It's a great way to get your foot in the door and start to kind of understand astrology. But what's so unique about 
talking to a person about it is that they can make the connections that are like tailored to you specifically, you know, an app, it's all preset stuff. So it can tell you, you know, oh, like your Mercury and Pisces means that you're probably like very deeply connected to people emotionally cool but like what does that mean for your life you know and I feel like it's almost like like counseling a little bit you know it's like having someone that can answer those questions and help you like like focus in on what your life looks like because of these placements yeah that makes sense too and it after kind of seeing the information it makes a lot more sense of that and to just have somebody describe it in a way that again I know is accurate and me not just interpreting it to believe or think whatever I want to think or feel about it. Right. And, you know, I'm, as a Sagittarius son, they're kind of known for being very straightforward. They can be kind of blunt. Um, and I've definitely been told a lot with my my readings that sometimes I can be a little blunt. Um, <laughs> Which I but... appreciate. So you go for it. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I figure if there's something that I see that I think you could work on, I want to tell you. You know, it's like... I'm not judging you. We all have our things. Um, But, you know, if I, if I see that there's some energy blocked, I'm going to tell you, Hey, this looks kind of blocked and maybe you should look into that. Well, and if somebody, I mean, I guess I'm speaking for myself, but if I'm going to do that, I want somebody's real raw honesty instead of sugarcoating it more. I can figure that I could make up a storyline myself to kind of sugarcoat and keep me in the way that I am. I do every day. (laughs) Most of us do. So somebody better tell it to me straight. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, so what I do is I I plug it in to the the website, I get your chart and then I put together like what I think is a a pretty easy to read um chart that I send to you. It has three columns. It says the planet, it says the sign associated with that planet and it says the house. Um and so just like an easy way of understanding what that means, the planet tells you what part of your personality is affected. Um, the sign that that's in, it tells you what like qualities are attached to that. And then like qualities of your personality, I guess. Um, and then the house tells you like where in your life that affects you, whether it's like career relationships, personal growth, learning, school, whatever it is. Um, and so that's kind of how I start. And then I just kind of, I usually just take a second and just like look at the chart and just feel into everything. And then something always stands out to me. I always just go, okay, here's the first thing that stands out. And I go from there. And then it's kind of stream stream of consciousness type writing. Um, I'll just kind of write things out. And a lot of times I'll finish an entire chart and I go, I don't remember what I wrote. Mm. And so then I go back in and I'll, you know, I'll have weird abbreviations and I'll try to make it into (laughs) real words and um, (laughs) make it sound a little bit more put together because often when I'm writing, it's like in my voice. So I'm saying things like weird AF and like (laughs) fave. What makes sense to you? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But I try to try to clean it up and and make it something that can help you learn. Um, Because, you know, the information's great, but I want to give you, you know, because your moon is in Aries in the seventh house, this is what it means. Um, Because I want people to be able to dive into that even deeper if they want to. And so I want them to know where those connections are coming from. Um, It's not just random words. Like it is connected to their chart. So I try to make those connections a lot um, in the writing. And then then I usually email it and we schedule a call or they 
sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll email it and people just go, okay, thanks. <laughs> but then they'll write me a great review and I'm like, awesome. Great, um, thank you. Yeah. You know, uh, everyone's a little different in how they process things. And so I'm, I'm just open to, to talking about whatever and clarifying. And I want people to really understand. I never want someone to like get a reading and feel more confused. You know, mm-hmm. I want people to, to walk away with clarity and like understanding and like kind of the motivation to like move forward in their life. Which you definitely do just in the writing. Like we, you and I haven't um, discussed my birth chart yet, but just in the file, in the PDF that you sent me of the write-out, it is, like you said, it's very clear. It's very easily digestible. It makes sense to mm-hmm. me. And it's very, very eye-opening as well. There were some pieces okay. that I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So do you want to run through my birth chart a little bit? Just give the listeners a little yeah. bit of, you know, what a call, like after you get it, what, what happens then? Yeah. So, all right. So let's just start kind of at the beginning, kind of with what I, I started with, with writing to you. Um, the first thing that really stood out to me was you have your moon in Aries in the seventh house. And so I just felt like a really strong pull to that. Um, and Aries is kind of known for being really like headstrong. They can mm-hmm. be um, stubborn. Uh, they can be kind of hotheaded. Um, Sounds about right. So, <laughs> so what that tells me is that, you know, that might not even show too much on, on the outside all the time, but it's in your moon sign, which is kind of how you process things. It's how you feel from like a deeper level. Um, when something happens in your external world, it's how you process it in your internal world. Uh, to a T, yes. <laughs> so, and then in the seventh house, the seventh house is all about partnership. It's all about duality and relationships. Um, anything having to do with that, that partner. Um, so I told you, you know, that, that could be connected to relationships. Um, you might feel like, especially like, like fired up when you feel disconnected from a partner. You know, if you feel like you're just not connecting, that might really affect you on the inside and it might make you really angry. Um, and it might make you, you know, it might be something that you're not really sure how to even like express it because it can just bubble, you know, under that surface. I was just going to say, like, is that uh, definitely I feel that and know that to be true. And then I was just going to say, I do like, is there something in my, in my birth chart or my reading that's saying like, I do have then a very hard time expressing that in words. Like I feel that internally and I internalize that, but to confront somebody or have a conversation about that is very challenging for me. Totally. So that kind of led me into um, your Mercury and Pisces. And that one was like interesting to me because um, you have this podcast. So, so I'll get to that in a second, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. Mercury is all about communication. It's all about how we get those like inner feelings out. And Pisces can be, Pisces is like, they're kind of the wise ones of the Zodiac. You know, they're, they're very internal. Um, usually they're artists, they feel things very, very deeply, but they're not always great communicators. <laughs> um, and so having this Mercury Pisces, that could be why you have like a block there. Why, you know, when, what you feel, it might not always come out the way that you want it to, because your, your Pisces Mercury is kind of twisting it a little bit as you're processing what's happening. And so then trying to get those words out you don't really have the the words. You don't have the physical ability to say something all the time, but you have a really strong understanding of 
of what you feel, um, like on the inside. And, uh, so you have your Mercury in Pisces, um, and it's in the sixth house and the sixth house is connected to like physical things like physical body. Um, so that would be things like your throat, like throat chakra, like your Mm. mouth speaking. Um, so that could be areas where like, if you're feeling that block, that could be it for sure. Mm, That makes very much sense too. And also I was curious too, if that kind of plays into definitely been very open with my listeners and building my audience around me in my healing journey of addiction to exercise and disordered eating Mm -hmm. and the trauma that I had put my body through and now working through adrenal fatigue and amenorrhea and these pieces that are kind of consequences of the physical trauma that my body went through for so many years. Totally. Yeah. Well, you know, so here's something kind of interesting. I, I made it a point not to like Facebook stalk you (laughs) before (laughs) doing your chart because I wanted to make sure, make sure that I was really in tune with what your chart was saying. And I wasn't putting any of my own ideas into it. Um, because I think that that's really important. You know, I am human and no matter what, if you read something, if you see something, you're going to go, Oh, that she's this kind of person. Oh, she does this. Oh, she does this, you know? And so I didn't want that to like affect your reading. So I did your reading. I wrote everything out before really looking into who you are before I listened to any of your episodes. Cause we met online. Um, and now I've listened to like five of your episodes because I just binged them all yesterday. Well, thank you. <laughs> They're great. I love thank your you. podcast. I'm like forever subscriber. Love it. <laughs> um, But one of the things I wrote to you that I think is kind of like a really cool connection, like a cool aha moment with that is um, I said, your Mercury in Pisces is interesting to me because you have the podcast. This definitely connects. You probably connect to people really well. And the podcast is exactly what this placement has to offer for you. Hmm. It's that getting into that flow state of teaching and learning things. Um, It's connecting to that like deeper level of yourself and like how you feel and being able to express that in a way that's creative um, and controlled in the way that works for you. Um, And then I said with this placement in the sixth house, it tells me that you may have come to this through physical pain um, and maybe it's a way of healing something in yourself physically. So to me, that totally connects. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like this is your way of processing this physical energy block and learning how to overcome that. And I just think that that's like the coolest thing. Yeah. I mean, that definitely gave me chills as I was reading that. And that is what this platform has allowed me to do. It was not the intention, but the more that I do it, it's so my intention obviously is to help and inspire somebody else. But alongside Mm -hmm. of that, I'm getting to heal. I'm getting to share that and work through those feelings and processes myself as well. Yeah, totally. I love that. I love that it's like giving you kind of the space to understand yourself as you're helping. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So then the next we talk about my Saturn in Sagittarius. Yeah. yeah. So Sagittarius, um, Saturn, let me start with Saturn, actually. So Saturn is all about boundaries. It's all about where you need to um, create those boundaries for yourself where you may have like broken kind of rules for yourself in the past and you need to pull back or it's things that come up over and over again and give you those opportunities to like change your approach. Um, 
And so with your Saturn in Sagittarius, Sagittarius is um, at least connected to Saturn. It can tend to be kind of ungrounded. Um, It's like a lot of things going on at one time, but it sometimes with Saturn, it's telling you, you need to kind of center yourself. Um, And so I told you, you know, Saturn and Sagittarius, it's in the third house for you. Um, which means that throughout your life, you might be going through these, these times where you just kind of feel so ungrounded. And then you have like a big event or a big wake up call that forces you to stabilize yourself. It's like the Saturn is going, uh, uh-uh, slow down. Like you need to focus on you right now. Um, and so then you might find that like this expansiveness, that Sagittarius energy, that's like pushing you forward in a bunch of different directions and, and making you super curious about things or just super adventurous in, in what you're doing in life. Um, it moves you forward, but then at the same time, if you feel like you're blocked, if you feel like you're not doing what you should be doing, I put should in quotes <laughs> because you just, who, who knows what we should be doing and don't judge yourself, <laughs> but you know, it, it can make you feel kind of down on yourself. Um, if you feel like you're, you're not on the right path. Um, and so I told you, you have the power to expand your mind and like grow as long as you really trust in your ability to grow and learn and represent, represent yourself as someone who is grounded in that growth. Like just really knowing that you have that like home base of like stability and knowledge and passion to, to build you up and allow you to explore new things. Again, could not be more dead accurate, <laughs> especially just... I mean, again, because my health journey right now is so much like in the forefront of my life, but it was mm-hmm. like, I didn't take my action seriously until somebody like gave me a pretty serious diagnosis of like, this mm-hmm. is what you have to do. You better pivot or it's not going to change. Like yeah. I do, like I do in my life have to get to a point where it's like, you're at that ultimatum of you get this choice. You better pick one way or the other and make some changes quickly. Totally. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, so we all have something that happens and it usually happens around when you're like 28, 29, 30 around that area. And it's called your Saturn return. Um, and it's, it's basically when the Saturn in your chart is Saturn takes a long time to, to come back into the same placement in our chart because it goes through a lot of different retrogrades and it's kind of here and there all the time. Um, But around that period of your life is around when Saturn is usually passing through the same placement it was when you were born. Um, And so it's a good time and it's bad time. (laughs) It's something that's kind of joked about a little bit um, with people that really understand astrology. It's like, oh, my God, Saturn's coming around for me. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Because it force it's exactly what you're saying. It forces you into those boundaries. It's like. It come, it's like it's coming for you. And if you think your life's good right now, Saturn's going to come up and sneak up behind you and be like, okay, but here's what you need to actually work on. Like, you know, like it, it like kind of cuts you down a little bit. And it's like, okay, you might feel okay, but like, here's the reality of it. Fix this. And it puts those things in our path so that we have a chance to heal it again. Yeah. And, that was definitely you know, the time in my life when shit hit the fan big time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it's kind of like that quarter life crisis time too, you know, it's like right around that area where you're like, a lot of people are going through big life changes at that time. It's it's that time where you just, you have to restructure, you have to like, set yourself on a different path. And sometimes it's, 
it's something that feels like really, really good. It doesn't always have to be bad. It could be you're offered a awesome job that is a totally different career path for you. And that sets you up to just like be a total badass with whatever you're doing, you know, but it's, it's creating those boundaries to shift your path. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't heard of that, but that was, again, whether people believe in this or not, it's pretty dead accurate for me so far <laughs> in all aspects of my life. Yeah. You know, the cool thing about it, it's like, even if you don't really believe in it, it's still fun. It is fun. You know, it's like, you don't have to like change your whole life or anything. I just think it's so fun to like, just read about yourself. It's like a personality test. It is. You know? Yeah. Oh, Everyone yeah. likes to do that stuff. Yeah. It's that it's scientific similar. piece of just like uncovering just a little bit of who you are and why you are the way you are. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. What's next? Oh, should we go into your Neptune? Yes, please. All right. So this is one where I said that I felt like a pretty strong energy blockage here. Um, and I said that I, I, it's in the fourth house. Is that right? Yeah, Neptune is in the yep, yes. Neptune is yep. Capricorn in the fourth house. Um, and so fourth house, a lot of times there's a connection to like a parent or like kind of your childhood and like upbringing. Um, fourth house is all about family and like family connections, home life. Um, and so I said, I felt like there was an energy blockage there um, that maybe you had like kind of a rigid upbringing or something's blocking your energy to grow. And that could be connected to maybe like your energy, like a parent's energy. Um, and that doesn't necessarily have to mean you have like a negative relationship with a parent. Um, but it could just be something about their personality that kind of conflicts with yours and limits you a little bit. And so that's something to look into. Um, I said that because of that, you might try to seek comfort in your home and in setting rules for yourself, which knowing mm -hmm. you now, I think that's really interesting. <laughs> Those setting rules, like that goes right back to the exercise addiction stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like setting rules of what you can and can't do and controlling yourself. Um, but if you think about it, like those are, that's kind of something that, that, that like our, um, like that we learn as, as we're growing and as we're children, we learn how to set rules for ourselves and we have other people setting rules for us. So it's kind of a way of like healing yourself. You know, it's, it's not, um, you don't have to think of it as something that's like a 100% flaw and horrible for you. You know, like it's good for us to set rules. It's good for us to know our boundaries. It's finding that balance of what is doing you harm in setting those rules and what is helping you. And this one I felt really, really um, interested in, in because I grew up in the most loving family. It was so mm -hmm. relaxed. There was no rigidity at all. So at first when I read this, I was like, God, like I'm not relating to this much. Mm -hmm. And But the more that I reread it and the more that I thought about it, I th I'm thinking about the energy and that space was more of a place of scarcity, like financial mm. scarcity and a, not the greatest relationship with money. And that's something that I have been on edge about recently was being in a real scarcity mindset. And I feel like that what connects me most to that space. Mm -hmm. Also, I grew up in a household where before I was born, my parents lost two children mm. and so we were abundantly loved and cared for because they mm -hmm. knew the true meaning of what it is to have 
love in your life. Um, But I know that, that that upbringing definitely impacted both the way that my brother and I view life and see things and, and react Mm -hmm. to things. So the more I thought about that, I can definitely see. And obviously, of course, setting rules for myself has been my Achilles heel in life in so many aspects of that (laughs) definitely connected. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. I'm like, I'm so, I'm so proud that you were able to like look at it and, and make those connections because, you know, that's what it is. It's like, you know, because I don't know everything about your life, I can do like kind of some overall things. And then when we talk about it, then it's like, oh, yep, that's where it connects. Okay. So then this works and this works and this works. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's so interesting. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's really, you know, I said it, it could come from a parent's energy, but I, you know, it's, it's not just about those, like, it's not a relationship thing. It's about the home, like mm-hmm. fourth house is about the home. And so a lot of times it's connected to parents, um, or siblings or things like that, but totally. It's like the way that your, your house structure, you know, your family structure affected you. Um, and that too was like removing myself a little bit from that because if anything mm-hmm. that I get very defensive about, and of course like very mama bear about, it's like, Oh, my family, like don't tell me anything yeah. bad about my family. Like don't do that. And that's not that yeah. it's bad. It's just, that was a part of it. Totally. Yeah. You know, it's like, everything is just different. I like the, I like the thought that you know, nothing is ever good or bad unless you decide that it is. Mm. Other than that, it's just information. And so you can decide what it means for you. And so it's, that's what I'm trying to do. It's just information. It's not good or bad either way. Mm-hmm. Just information. Yep. So moving on from your Neptune, um, then we got into the Chiron. So the next two, these are my favorites. Um, I love them because it's all about that life path. It's all about where you're headed and like kind of who you're going to become. And that's like the most exciting thing to me because it's potential. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone wants to know like, you know, am I going to be successful? And am I going to be famous? Am I going to be, you know, rich? Like all of that stuff, you know, it's kind of like the childhood dreams, right? And although it can't really tell you that stuff, um, it can tell you if you have like uh, kind of like a natural inclination towards something like that, um, which is kind of cool. You know, like I did someone's chart one time and I was like, I feel like you were like made to be a celebrity. <laughs> that would be fun had, to hear. Like, right. I was like, she just had like these perfect placements to really be someone who could handle like fame and money and talent and like, you know, all of that stuff all together, you know, and and it was funny. She was like, you know what? I, I always dreamed of being an actress and I just, I didn't, I didn't ever go after it. And oh that was gosh, like what her funny. chart was telling me was that she doubted herself and that was what was going to hold her back. Well, and, and so what an interesting, interesting thing you said too, like your potential, like what a confidence boost that is. And like, yeah, what a great way to turn that into a positive for you. Totally. Yeah. So, and a lot of times, you know, it's like your highest potential it's also connected to like what makes you feel whole. It's what ma- what makes you like at your personal highest potential. And so for some people that is related to the external world and what things look like for them. But for other people, it's more internal world. It's how does my like mind change to support me in whatever I'm doing in life? You know, mm-hmm. it might not be connected to your career or your external world at all. Mm-hmm. But it's like your highest potential is like building that, like building yourself from the inside out kind of. So cool. 
Yeah. And it's cool because, you know, it's different for everyone. And so it's so exciting to me to be able to see like that highest potential. Yeah. So, so let's get into What it. a neat view for it to see from somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we have the Chiron and we have the North Node. I think of them as kind of connected because I think that the, the Chiron is, first of all, it's like an asteroid planet, not a planet, I guess. It's an asteroid, what are you, whatever you call it, a thing. Um, and, but it's, it's a strong pull, right? And, um, it kind of represents like your biggest weakness. It's your, it's the thing that's going to keep coming back in your life and it's going to affect your progress. It's going to affect your growth. Um, so in a way it's like the worst part of your chart (laughs) because you're like, this is the thing that's going to be the hardest to heal from. It's the thing that is going to hold me back. Excuse me. And sometimes that's really hard to hear. Mm -hmm. But the the upside of it is that it's connected to your north node and your north node is that highest potential. It's where you could go if you can heal that Chiron. And so I think it's so cool that they're connected. Um, So for you, your Chiron is in Gemini in the ninth house, which to me stands out immediately as being connected to the podcast and to your life kind of outside of the podcast. Um, Gemini is all about finding duality in things. Um, Gemini is called the twins. And so it's about seeing kind of opposing sides of things, finding balance between them and like really being able to um, like honor the duality in your life. And so I told you that, you know, your Chiron is in Gemini And you might find that you are sometimes doubting your own ability to grow and understand new things, which is kind of on the opposite side of having this podcast where the purpose is to grow and explore new things, right? So in the ninth house, that's where that comes from. The ninth house is all about growth and exploring and being curious and learning. Um, And so with this Gemini Chiron, it's kind of saying that that you might compare yourself a lot. You might not have that perfect combination of understanding like your own strengths and your own power in who you are and what you believe, and then matching that to your ability to expand and learn new things and teach. Very Um, much. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely suffer from terrible with comparison and even I actually like spoiler alert, depending on when this comes out, like just recorded an episode about how I was listening to other podcasts and totally tearing mine on apart because I wasn't doing the same thing that everybody else was. And so definitely that self-doubt. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I I think I told you, like, it's kind of a catch-22 because, you know, you're afraid that you're not good enough. You're afraid that you're not teaching well enough and, and learning well enough. But at the same time, you can't continue to teach and learn at the level that you want to if you're being held back by Mm -hmm. that, you know? So it's, it's finding that balance of like accepting both, you know, like really trusting that it's okay that I don't know everything and it's okay to like host the podcast and bring in people and, and it's okay if you don't connect with everyone, it's okay that you maybe are not like as successful with the number of subscribers as other people out there or, you know, whatever it is that you can use to compare yourself. It's like really owning like the duality in your life of like who you are and what you're providing to the world. 
Very powerful on that. Yeah. So, so that was kind of your Chiron. And then I always like to, to pull in things from your chart to help you understand how that could be healed in yourself. Because just hearing that, like, here's your issue, fix it. Like, yeah. that's not Here helpful. You go. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not cool. So I, I felt like your, your Mercury in Pisces, which we talked about earlier, is something that's really strong for you. And that could actually help you grow more, like really leaning into that um, energy for yourself, um, that that would help you grow and help you like kind of unblock that like inability to connect the two sides. It's like really honoring your like flow state. I don't know if you like have talked about that much on the podcast yet, but just like really getting into um, like trusting your intuition and being able to like do something without a plan, without like a structure. Mm. Um, and so having the podcast is actually a really great way of testing yourself with that, like kind of, kind of challenging yourself a little bit. And maybe like, you know, I suggested doing like free writing or like just speaking without really knowing what you're going to talk about. Just, Hey everyone, I just thought I'd pop in today and blah, 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 blah. You know, just so funny because that's actually the one um, I'm so such a planner and so rigid, but oddly enough, and we've had, my family and I have had conversations with this. The podcast is one thing that like, I just sit down. I just hit record once. I don't in my solo episodes, like it's just one Mm -hmm. and done, whatever it is, it is. I just edit what I need to and send it out. So it's this one place that I'm very free and relaxed in and do very much. I don't free write well, but I just free speak Mm -hmm. extremely. It's just extremely easily for me. I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's perfect. It's like I really feel like having this podcast is like a huge part of growing for you. Oh, cool. I love it. I think <laughs> so. So good job. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then that's connected to your north node. Your north node is in Taurus. Um, and that's like your highest potential. It's like who you're you're walking towards becoming in this life and like what you were created for. Um, so Taurus is all about comfort. It's all about that, like self-nurturing and acceptance and like kind of the, you know, when you look at like memes online of like astrology stuff, Taurus stuff is always like, "Mm, I'm just going to stay in and order pizza. (laughs) Like, (laughs) but that's kind of like a funny way of looking at it, but it's like just being confident and comfortable in yourself to just it's like self-care. It's like doing what you need and not caring about what that means for the rest of the world, you know, like really trusting yourself because that builds that baseline to support you to do everything else in your life. And so I told you, you know, you're really headed towards creating comfort within yourself and like healing and finding comfort in your body and in your external world. Um, I said that your soul is seeking nurturing and that you're here to learn how to nurture yourself and create like a really soft, supportive space that you need so that you can expand that outward to the world. It's like you have to start within for you, I feel like. Mm. Like for you, you're going to build this. Yours is kind of one of one of the internal ones I was talking about where like your highest potential is like within you. It's like something that is going to build from the inside out rather than your external world looking like something and that affecting your internal world, I think your internal world is going to start first. And that's where you're going to find that comfort and find that confidence. And then because that builds, it's just going to automatically affect everything else around you. 
could not be I mean just I feel like a broken record as I say it over and over again but <laughs> to a T you know what it's like I still like every time anyone says like oh that's so spot on or you know whatever like I still get excited because even though I like no it, like I've <laughs> I've literally never done an astrology reading and had someone say no that's wrong like ever like every single person says oh my gosh, I can't believe how like spot on this is. Or like, I've never thought about it that way. Like, but that totally makes sense or, or whatever. But still, it's like every time it happens, I'm like, wait, really? Like, <laughs> it is. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm just like, I'm so honored that you, you trusted me to first of all, like look through your chart because there is a lot of personal stuff in there. Um, and it, it does take a lot to trust someone with it. Um, but at the same time, I, I'm glad that it like really gave you some clarity and, and some motivation and a, a few aha moments, I guess. <laughs> I am beyond grateful that you offered this and gave some insight to the listeners as well. And they just, it was very, very exciting for me to see it. What I was beyond it when, as soon as Rosie said, I was like, yes, please, like, let's do this. Um, <laughs> And I love that you always are leading with that place of positivity. And yes, though there may be things that are a challenge or a block, it's how do you use that to become your highest potential? Where are you leaning into that? And how can you expand to be better? So that was really interesting too, to see that a a nice piece where it wasn't just the focusing on the negative. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if our listeners aren't already obsessed with you, where can they go to find you and get their birth charts read and just find out more about everything that all the hats that you wear? Yeah. So, um, you can go to my Facebook page. I have a business Facebook page. It's actually really new for a long time. I was just doing these through like word of mouth, which is crazy. Um, but fairly recently I was like, I guess I should make, you are too talented. You need to do this more (laughs) than just word of mouth. So it, the Facebook page is Moving Forward Astrology and Mindfulness. Um, it's facebook.com slash movingforwardastro. Um, and you can go on there and I just have like a calendar link. You can book an appointment with me if you want. Um, you can also just message me, ask questions. I post stuff all the time. Sometimes I have some friends that will let me post their charts just so you can see what other people's look like. So that's always kind of interesting. Um, and I try to post some things to help you learn too because I – I think that that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, it's just Rosie Lucian. It's R-O-S-Y-L-U-T-I-O-N, like resolution, but Rosie Lucian. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, I post astrology stuff. And then I also post a lot of artistic kind of things like dance photos and, and stuff like that. So a really yeah. beautiful blend of all of the things. Yeah. And yeah. all of that will be in the show notes too. So everybody can just go and like click right on the links and be um, sent right to either that Facebook page or the Instagram page so they can check everything out. And I always end the episodes, Rosie, with a few questions. And the right. ones that I'm really into right now, the first question I always like to know, what is the very first thing that you do in the morning? The very first thing I do in the morning. 
So I have this really amazing table in my house. (laughs) I found it at a thrift store for like 10 bucks and it's a cute little side table, but the entire thing is covered in teeny tiny little mirrors. So I call it my disco table. Cool. And I have it right by the window on the east side of my house. So the first thing I do every morning is I run downstairs and I look at the disco table because it just shines these little beads of light all around the room and it's so exciting and just so cool. And so I usually just sit in my chair by my disco table and just take it all in. That sounds like the best. I need to start. I need to get me there's a disco There's like a million table. pictures of the disco table on my Instagram. Like if there's no other reason to follow me, follow me for the disco table. Well, because I don't have one, I am going to now be obsessively stalking your disco photo pictures <laughs> so I can have my moment of zen in the morning. <laughs> And if you had to say, what is your super weapon? What would you say? My super weapon. That's a good one. Um, so I'm going to kind of relate this to astrology. Um, being able to do this and learn more about myself. Uh, I've kind of learned that one of the things that I'm really good at and what I'm able to like use really strongly to like push myself forward in the world and help people is like my special gift is in helping people understand themselves and grow. Like whether I do that with like my mindfulness classes or astrology or with like when I'm choreographing and producing dance shows, my focus is always on what does this mean for the audience? What is the audience getting out of this? So I think my super weapon is like being able to help people connect to themselves more so that we can all grow together. Anybody who has listened to this can attest to that for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. And the last question, the golden question is always, what does being fierce mean to you? Being fierce. It means like having like an inner fire that just pushes you forward in life. It's having that like really deep, like, like need to grow and, and like fight for what you believe in and like test your limits and create and and just like go out there and just be the best version of yourself that you can be. Beautiful. Beautiful. Rosie, this has been so incredible. I just, I couldn't imagine this being any cooler. I'm just like flying (laughs) high right now. And um, everyone, you have to go and check Rosie out, get your birth chart read. It's so fun. Like you said, it's so fun and it's really eye opening and it's kind of validating and it's, exciting. Well, thank you so much. I had so much fun doing this. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.